Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Bridesmaid Dress Throwaway, who says, Am I the arsehole for kicking a girl out of my bridal party because of how sensitive she was being towards my ideas for dresses? I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I had to post it anyways. By the way, on a throwaway. So I'm getting married soon, 28 female, and one of the most exciting parts of the wedding for me are the bridesmaids and the dresses. I don't consider myself to be a bridezilla, but on my special day, I want everything to be as perfect and coordinated as it could possibly be. So about a week ago, I decided to invite my bridesmaids over so we could discuss dresses and stuff. Let's call the bridesmaid I had the issue with, Joy. Before they came over, I already had a nice dress in mind. The dress was burgundy, form-fitting, cut a little above the knees, and had one shoulder strap. I thought it was gorgeous and very feminine for women our age. But Joy and a couple of the other girls weren't exactly comfortable, mostly because it was form-fitting, so I let it slide. I really wanted a dress that all of the bridesmaids would love and feel comfortable in, but they had to be the same. So the next dress was still burgundy, but it touched the floor, no slit, and it had spaghetti straps. Everybody loved the dress except for Joy, who claimed that she didn't want to wear the dress because she's insecure about her shoulders. Fair enough. At this point, I knew Joy was going to be difficult to work with, but I kept going because, again, I wanted to be accommodating. I think we went through five or six more dresses before the last one. The dresses that I showed the bridesmaid were modest in my opinion, and little things were what made Joy not want to wear them. The complaints she had were always something like, I don't like how the dress shows the shoes, my toes would be out, or my hair isn't long enough to complement those sleeves. Yes, I'm 100% serious. So the last dress I showed them was a floor length burgundy dress, loose, had beautiful long sleeves, and the only thing that was keeping it from not being a burgundy maxi dress with long sleeves was the fact that there was a slit that came up to below the knee. It honestly was one of my least favorite dresses out of the ones I chose, but I wanted to try to be accommodating. Again, everyone seemed to agree with the dress except for Joy, who claimed that the slit was a little too provocative for her taste. After this, I was a little frustrated, so I just said we'd try looking at the dresses again another time. While the girls were leaving, I pulled Joy aside and explained that I don't think she'd be a good fit for my bridal party because this aspect of the wedding meant a lot to me and her demands were too nitpicky to be a part of the group. But I still wanted her to be a part of the wedding. She got upset and said that I was excluding her because of her insecurities. I said that I already tried to accommodate her by showing many different style dresses, but she didn't want to hear it and left. So, am I the asshole? Edit, I am the one paying for the dresses. Edit two, wow, this blew up more than I expected. I'm trying to read the new comments, there's over 300 which is crazy, and respond to the info comments, but if I missed it, I'm sorry. 
but I just wanted to respond here to some frequently asked questions and to make some clarifications. I wanted matching dresses because I've seen pictures and videos of weddings where the bridesmaids wore matching dresses and I fell in love with the look. I wanted a unanimous vote instead of majority rules because this is how I looked at it. Say all of the bridesmaids love this dress but two of them didn't and I picked the dress anyways. I would feel bad if two of my bridesmaids felt uncomfortable the whole night because they were overpowered by the others. Joy is one of my friends from college. Yes, we are not the closest like best friends closest, but I still appreciate her, which is why I asked her to be a part of the bridal party. Just to put this out there, my bridesmaids aren't the same, but there's no striking differences that would make me say, wow, these girls can't pull off the same dress. What I mean by that is that I don't have overly tall girls, overly skinny girls, girls with boobs that can't support a certain dress because they are too big. You get the rest. Also wanted to put this out there. I didn't choose my bridesmaids because of their body type to match my same dress aesthetic. Just saying that because I feel like someone would accuse me of it. That's just how it was. And edit three. Oh, I forgot to add in something addressing the shawls. I did kind of bring this up while we're looking at dresses, but there were two issues with Joy. The first one was that she would veto the dresses no matter what. The second one is that some of her issues didn't even have to deal with anything a shawl would fix. For example, she had a problem with slits, no matter how small, as we saw the last dress. She would also not care about the shawl and veto the dress entirely. And we're going to move straight to the comments with Vendetta who says, I was a bridesmaid and the dresses my cousin picked for us were strapless. I'm the same as Joy. I hate bearing my shoulders because they're kind of wide and lots of acne scarring from puberty. And she wanted our hair up so no covering the shoulders with my hair. Also, it was a January wedding and she wanted all the bridal pics outside. Know what I did? I wore the damn dress because the day wasn't about me and I really didn't need to look a certain way for anyone but the bride. I totally get feeling majorly insecure, but I understood it was my job to be a bridesmaid for my cousin. It was one day and pictures can be edited. You gave her lots of choices, sacrificing your preferences to help everyone feel comfortable and she still made it about her. You even wanted her to still come to the wedding and she could wear whatever she wants then. If she has so many insecurities about her body, she should have had the foresight to not agree to be a bridesmaid because ultimately it's up to you what you'd like them to wear, not the arsehole. Cobbling Hamster says, not the arsehole, you've tried to accommodate her. You aren't excluding her at the drop of a hat. You tried about eight dresses and she hasn't liked a single one and she's the only one with a problem. Her complaints don't seem to be major issues. It's a bridesmaid's dress. It's not going to look absolutely amazing on her. Bridesmaid's dresses are for the bride. Most people wear them to support their friends and family. If she can't compromise, she's not going to fit into your bridal party. Perlt says, possibly no one's an asshole here. Bear with me. You've tried to work with Joy, but she won't work with you. Your feelings are understandable and the fact that some of Joy's complaints were over really tiny things suggests that this is a matter of vanity rather than insecurity. But it's possible that Joy has some serious problems with her appearance and that she genuinely would feel uncomfortable in all those dresses. Rather than kicking her out of her role completely, I wonder if it might help to have a conversation with her first about why she's so self-conscious. Maybe you could reassure her that you think she looks gorgeous in whatever she's wearing or ask her if there's something else going on in her life that's bothering her. You may be able to salvage this situation if both of you are willing to be open and frank with each other. I mean, she might just be an asshole, in which case you're better off without her in the wedding altogether. 
but you won't know unless you ask. Lozif says going against the grain, but you're the asshole. You asked for opinions, you got them. One of them didn't like any dresses and you went nuclear and booted her out of your wedding party. Why didn't you put on your adult pants and talk to her first? Explain that you're trying to get a dress that everyone's comfortable with, but she keeps rejecting everyone. You need a dress for the bridesmaid, so find the one that she's most comfortable with. Your wedding isn't going to be perfect, and based on this reaction to someone giving an ask for opinion, you're on your way to being a bridezilla. KMS says you're the asshole. If you asked her to be in your bridal party, I'm assuming she's either family or close friend. You essentially just let a dress get in the middle of your relationship. You invited them over to discuss dresses. That would warrant a discussion on what they all want to wear. If you don't really care how they feel, then just pick a dress and say, this is the dress, order it by XX date. You kick the friend out of your bridal party over her being honest about the style of dress she likes. Let that sink in. Pick a color and give them some parameters and let them hunt for a dress they like with you to be able to veto dresses. Weddings with bridesmaids all wearing the same dress are overdone anyway. I say that as someone who had all her bridesmaids wear the same dress. Not every single style looks good on everybody. Ultimately, weddings don't matter. My wedding didn't matter. Marriage matters and my relationship with my friends and family matters. You possibly just ruined the friendship over a bridesmaid's dress. Good job. You're the asshole. And one more comment from Honky Tonky Highway who says, Leaning towards an everyone sucks here. Haven't been on both sides of this. A bridesmaid wearing a dress I hated and a bride who wanted my girls to be comfortable and happy with what they were wearing. Notes on both occasions, dresses have been bought by the respective brides. I feel like Joey could have been more tactful, but I would also say the same for UOP. Did you ever ask your bridesmaids what they had in mind or what they would have been uncomfortable in? Could you have come to a compromise and let the girls wear different dresses in the same colors? There's lots of different routes you could have taken to come to a compromise before kicking her out of your bridal party. So then OP did update the post, which says, so I had an overwhelming response on my post about asking if I was the asshole for kicking a girl out of my bridal party for being sensitive about dresses. And I got a lot of not the asshole, everyone sucks here. And I could see both sides. Understood that I could have handled it better. And I was glad to see a lot of people also believe that Joy was being a lot to handle. Anyways, I decided to take your advice and here's an update on the situation for anyone that's interested. So after reading a ton of your comments, I decided to call Joy and invite her over to talk. Luckily, she said yes. By the way, before this, she didn't say she didn't want to be at my wedding, so she was still planning on becoming a guest. And I apologized for kicking her out with no warning, but I laid out my frustrations. She apologized for being really picky about the dress and realized that the attention wasn't going to be on her and it wasn't her day. So it wasn't really appropriate for her to get upset over fine details on the dress. She also revealed to me that this was going to be her first time being a bridesmaid. She doesn't usually wear dresses. She's more of a leggings and sweatshirt type of girl. I took some of your guys' advice again and asked Joy to show me a couple of dresses online she would be comfortable with. It didn't matter what color. I just wanted to see her style she searched for about 10 minutes and couldn't find one that she loved she kind of looked bummed and a little apologetic so i came up with a plan the official dress shopping day for the bridesmaids was the next day and i invited joy to go with us to get a feel for the dresses to see if she would be comfortable and she agreed so the next day my girls and i met up at a dress place tried on a couple of dresses and joy didn't really like them even though my other bridesmaids did Finally, we tried on the fourth dress, which was the one. 
The girls fell in love with it and I looked at Joy and she was staring at herself in the mirror, but she had a smile on her face. Bloody onion ninjas. I came up to her and told her again I didn't mind if she wore a shawl or cover up some moments and she nodded and smiled again. Actually, one of my bridesmaids, who didn't really know about the situation, came up to Joy and told her how gorgeous she looked in the dress. I'm not going to lie, I shed a couple of tears because they all looked so beautiful. So we found a dress that was matching and all the girls were happy with, and Joy is back in the bridal party. Hope that this was a happy ending that everyone enjoyed. Now for me, I have to go plan other parts of the wedding with my fiancé. And then there was a picture that's similar to the dress. I don't think it was the exact same one, but it's similar to the dress. Edit two, and thank you guys for all the rewards. I just wanted to say a little bit of communication can go a long way. I will admit that I was very stressed when helping my bridesmaids with the dresses, but having a simple conversation saved my friendship and my bridal party. I'm so happy. And I gotta tell you what, it doesn't take much for me these days to get a tear or two coming out. Just the thought of Joy stood there seeing herself in the dress and, you know, being really happy with it is just, I think it's a real powerful thing and a really lovely thing too. And I got to admit, you know, right or wrong in the first part of the post, I was very much virgin on and not the arsehole because of how OP was so accommodating and, you know, trying on several dresses to try and get her friend Joy to be happy and it just didn't work out. So I thought at some point, you know, you just got to cut that off. But as the comments went on, they were swaying me towards a no one's an arsehole here, especially when they're talking about body insecurity and Joy being a friend. If I was in sort of OP situation, you know, after reading all the comments and stuff like that, I think that's my friend. I don't want them to feel insecure while at my wedding. Right or wrong, I know everyone's going to have their own opinion on that because the comments in this post were very all over the place. But I'm very, very glad they did have their happy ending in the end. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now I've had to come back after reading this story and I just want to give you a warning in case you do want to skip it, especially if you're eating. This story contains animal abuse to do with hoarding and also child abuse as well. And our next story comes from my spouse is a pet hoarder who says it's 6am and the roosters have been crowing non-stop for the last two hours in our sunroom adjacent to our bedroom. I'm now sitting in the basement as flies swarm around me and I've given up swatting them because there's too many to bother. The basement is the area of the house with the least amount of flies. On top of the rooster noise is the cackle of male quail that reside in our living room. 
They live in the base of three cages that are filled with budgies and a cockatiel. When I wake up and I remember to put on my slippers and I hope to get to them before stepping in dog urine or fresh dog shit. Our carpet in our master bedroom is saturated in dog urine with many spots that haven't dried out yet. Yesterday, my wife bought our daughter a new tortoise and a frog. The tortoise will be added to the aquarium with our bearded dragon. The bearded dragon which is often free to roam the house because my wife feels it will be happier. It is free to poop on our furniture or floor or where it was left out last. As I sit here in my basement, the one place where I do not allow any pets, I'm listening to a rabbit thumping its paws on the floor above me, or the sounds of it biting and ripping apart our wall or furniture. I'm not sure which noise it is, but I don't care anymore. We have at least six rabbits. Their little claws make a loud scraping and tapping noise as they scurry and hop across our laminate floors. The main level of our home is littered in rabbit droppings. The droppings get pushed to the side as our four children and us inadvertently kick them around while walking through the main level of our home. The dogs won't likely get let out this morning to go to the bathroom. The smaller dog doesn't even obey the command to go out anymore. He just stares at you confused by your directive. If he does go outside, he just comes back to find a place to shit and pee in one of our bedrooms. Our backyard doesn't have much dog shit because it's mostly in our bedrooms. It will stay there for days on end because there is no expectation that it shouldn't be there. The new smell from the giant rug I bought for the basement has worn off. It smelled like glue and dye and it drowned out the odors from the dozen chickens that reside in our family and living room. They live in a couple of 36-inch fabric pop-up enclosures filled with pine shavings. It is saturated with chicken shit and urine and has soaked into our oak wood hard floors permanently damaging them. The stench is eye-watering. We have a lot of feathered friends here. In our master bedroom are three more cages with a variety of exotic birds that sing loudly all day long and leave a permanent mess of seeds on the floor around the cages. They are free to roam and so our room has droppings along our beds, headboard and on our pillows along the sides of the doors where they perch, in our bathroom mirrors and down our shower curtains. Our sunroom has 30 plus chickens and about 8 or 10 of them are roosters and the roosters crow all day. This is where the flies breed. They come in through the 40-year-old sliding door that is often left open. This door separates the sunroom from our living area and our kitchen. The flies swarm in at any given time and there are dozens of flies in our living space. The heat and humidity bake the sunroom floor which is covered in chicken shit and urine and the odor spreads through the house. Our house is a suburban neighborhood. We do not live on a farm. In addition to these animals, we have two pet rats. They are sweet, but as you expect, their cage is not well maintained and it stinks 90% of the time. Our boys has a snake and an axolotl aquarium. One of our daughters has an algae-covered fish aquarium that we fill with water whenever we hear the filter screech because the water evaporated too low. She also has an unkept cage with a hamster that is rarely played with. Right now, I'm listening to the mice eat through the foam board insulation in my basement. I want to get rid of them, but it's challenging with all the access to feed throughout the house. They seem to be breeding and entering through the home at a faster pace than they can be exterminated. I'm not a pet person and this life is driving me nuts. My wife is a pet hoarder and has ADHD. Our backyard is a ghost town of quail cages from last year when she was really into quail breeding and we had over 150 living in our backyard. Now there remains broken and half-built cages and mounds of shavings and wood chips that intended to be used as bedding. Scattered in random places in our backyard are household garbage bags of chicken shit. 
When you try to lift them, they fall apart because they weigh 30 to 40 pounds and the bags have deteriorated from the sun. When challenged, she seems to delight in the frustration it causes me because she is not happy in our marriage. It seems that accumulating animals is bringing her little bits of dopamine with each acquisition. I'm tired of living like this and I don't know what to do. Our children think this behavior is acceptable and they often chide at me for not being on board with the animals. They say I'm not a pet person. It's true that I'm not actually a pet person, but what we have going on here is irresponsible, unsanitary and illegal. This is pet cruelty and normalizing neglect of animals. Edit, people think this is a shitpost, but it's real. I'm not uploading pics for privacy, but it's genuine. I wrote it in this style to express everything because it's distressing and aggravating and I haven't expressed it to anyone. I'm seriously asking for advice. It's slipped out of control. The amount of pushback from my wife when I address the problems creates a lot of tension and distresses the children. She just keeps bringing home animals. The last time I threatened to rehome the chickens that she was keeping in the house, she became extremely angry and combative. She rehomed them, but not after a slew of insults and claiming that I was being totally unreasonable. Then she just slips back into the same behaviors because she never believed it was a problem in the first place. We've had a company come to our house, but no one has called CPS or animal control yet. Seeing all these reactions has made me realize just how bad it is from an outside perspective. And a CPS call is a serious possibility. And that is terrifying. An OP did update their post one and a half years later, which says, Some of you may remember my post venting and looking for advice on what to do in regards to an extreme animal hoarding situation with my wife. Dozens of chickens residing in the home and a variety of animals roaming outside of cages in the home, feces and a rampant mice infestation. After posting, I sought therapy and started getting my bearings straightened out. In the midst of setting firm boundaries and beginning the work to clean up literally two tons of chicken shit, sand and pine shavings and resolving the rodent problem, a call to CPS was made by a third party and an investigation ensued. Believe it or not, by that time, much of the situation was resolved. Animals rehomed, home cleaned and sanitized. Nothing came of the CPS investigation and it was pretty quickly closed out. However, the relationship was essentially permanently damaged as my wife continued to deny the problem was out of hand. Deep resentment developed towards each other. Fast forward nearly 12 months and my wife requested a divorce. We are now separated, awaiting official legal divorce. I have moved into a very nice home and have the kids 50-50. My physical and mental health has dramatically improved. My kids now have an organized and clean haven. They seem happy. It seems inevitable she may lose custody of the kids at some point altogether. I'm hoping she can keep things in check, but due to the constant denial that there was a problem, it will most likely repeat. I may have no choice but take steps to ensure the children's safety at some point further disrupting the children's lives from their otherwise loving mother. Limitations on pet quantities and cleanliness standards are written into the divorce settlement agreement. By the way, wife has been in therapy for a couple of years in the midst of hoarding. I guess you could say the therapist was either not savvy to the situation or enabling to an irresponsible level. I'm leaning towards the latter. She became more and more emboldened that I was causing her problems as opposed to looking forward. A therapist seemed to fuel the delusions as far as I could tell. Anyway, thanks for all your advice and getting me to wake up to the madness I contributed to through inaction. There was a guy when I was younger, round the area, you guys know that. And I didn't know myself, but there was a story always going around 
I was too young when he was about, but we call him Albert and he was the one that used to like to collect chickens and we used to live in flats, so there wasn't much of a back garden, if anything. And no one was sure where he was getting these chickens from, but he would keep them in their back garden, but they could scale the fence and they would go into other people's garden and they were making so much noise and dying and the bodies were just left on the floor. And people were reporting this and get sort of animal control of whatever coming round to check on it and they wouldn't do nothing. They'd give them a warning and say, you need to rehome some of these chickens and we'll give you like a month to do it. And then he'd rehome some. And then when that was done, he would just get more. And it was just like a constant battle like that. I think eventually he did get moved out of the area. But like this post, apparently the whole area just stunk of shit and maggots and stuff where the birds were dying and things like that. Which is incredibly sad. But now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 